0: He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's Messy Podcast.
1: Ah, Cheers! cheers. (laughs) Action! Well, anybody that listens to our podcast regularly knows that I'm no stranger to the sharp end of a Botox needle, but unfortunately, there is a dark side to skincare too, or... (sighs) I'm not good at these intros today because I'm so excited for our guest. Um, We're talking about skin today because May is Melanoma Awareness Month. So here to talk to us about the dangers of the sun and what you can do to protect yourself is Cassie Poole from my favorite place on earth, Chrysalis Rejuvenation Clinic. Hello. Hi, Cassie.
2: Hi. Thank you for having me.
1: Look at you. You're actually in the clinic, but you guys aren't open, right? We're
2: in the clinic. We're not open. No, we're just doing curbside delivery. So.
1: Okay. Because you know, if you were, I was about to jump in the car because <laughs> I miss you guys. <laughs> you already been here. <laughs> yes. Sh- <laughs> just, picking up, just picking up my serum.
2: Just picking up your serum from a distance, yes.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So there's a lot to talk about, but I guess we should address the elephant in the room first. Nice. Uh, May is Melanoma Awareness Month, which is such a coincidence um, because I've got some frightening news to share. I have a skin cancer scare, bum bum bum, and uh, it is not skin cancer yet. Both of you already know about this, so I'm talking to you, dear listener. Um, it's actually something called an how do we pronounce this, Kathy? A keratosis is what they're calling Acetyn- it. Ker- yes. So, what is that?
2: So it's a pre-cancerous lesion, but it's treatable. So it when you catch it early, it doesn't turn into um, skin cancer.
1: Which is the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this little this little mark, and uh, I'm so proud of myself because I pointed it out to Cassie, and she was like, eh, it's just sun damage. And I kept on her. I'm like, I think this is something different. And I finally got a... Um, an appointment with a dermatologist and even the dermatologist thought I was crazy. And then finally she agreed when she zoomed in on the picture that it was a very early stages of this thing you just mentioned. And the dermatologist said, I can't believe you noticed that. She's like, I can't believe you noticed that. And I'm like,
0: yeah, it
1: pays to be vain people. See?
0: Well, I think it also pays to just be aware of your own body and do your own checks as well. Mm -hmm. I'm Crazy about this, and I don't even have skin cancer. in My family, but every time, every year before the summer, I make my doctor check my moles. And she's like, "Jenna, you're fine." I'm like, "No, check my moles. I want them all checked. I want them to be looked at." You know, I have other marks that I don't know what they are, and yeah, and I think that's how you catch it early. Hmm.
2: I think so too. And and I think if you're there, why not just have yourself completely looked over? There's, you know take a little bit of extra time and and be the one to ask and be, you know, you're going to look after yourself the best, right? So if you take the time to ask them to look everything over, then you can live with peace of mind for another year.
1: (laughs) So uh, particularly this thing that I have, it's on my nose. And the reason it freaked me out is because my grandfather had one removed too. So I knew it ran in my family, which is a huge indicator for all cancery things. So now what I have to do is I have to use this cream called Effidex, which is a chemo cream that's terrifying, right? But chemo just means it kills cells. So I have to use this for 21 days. Um, so the next time you see me on camera, I might have a horrible looking nose, I'm probably going to cover it with a band-aid Because uh, the dermatologist told me it's going to get pretty ugly. And I'm like, well, can I just cover it with makeup? And she's like, no, nah. <laughs> you won't be able to. So I'm terrified, but I'd rather uh, have an ugly nose for a month than die.
2: Yeah. And we, we actually treat actinic keratosis at the clinic as well. If somebody has a lot of them. Um, We have a treatment that uses a photosensitizing drug and a light source to sort of eradicate those precancerous lesions um, in in one shot. So the downtime a little bit less. Um, I mean for you because it's only one spot and it's it's very small, it wouldn't be worth doing. But some patients have them all over the face or the neck. So um, you can actually do that with about a week's downtime.
1: Oh wow.
0: What do these look like? Because I don't know what these look like. So, you know, if I'm checking for things on myself, what are you looking for?
2: Um, a lot of times they turn red. So if you go in the shower, like they might be sort of a brownie color at one time and then you get warm and they're sort of a reddish color. Um, sometimes they're rough. Um, So if you ever notice that you have um sort of a brown patch that turns scaly or rough, it, it's probably a sign that it could be an actinic keratosis.
1: That's how I noticed mine. Cause it looked like a regular freckle or sun damage until I had a shower and then it would turn bright pink like my shirt. Yeah. And so that's how I knew there was something wrong. I would show you, but I have the zoom enhance my appearance feature on. So oh, you know, you're one oh, inch I of
2: me too. I didn't know about
1: that. It's good. So, uh, so here we go. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because as Jenna knows, I was tanorexic my entire teenage years from 14 to 24. I went tanning almost every single day. And you know, I looked good. I was a lifeguard- No, you artist. didn't.
0: No, you didn't look good. And <laughs> my
1: beauty is in the eye of the beholder, bitch. I looked good <laughs> in my mind. That's what I wanted to look like. White hair, orange skin. Donald Trump would agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm convinced that's what happened. I mean, I tanned way too much. As a teenager, you shouldn't do that.
2: Yeah, and your skin is fair too. So you, you don't have a, as much melanin as somebody else. And that's really your natural sun protection, right? So you're already lacking yeah. that. <laughs> but you're turning it around now completely.
1: We are, and it's, but it's a lot of work, and it's painful. Anybody that's followed my skin journey with Chrysalis has seen the blood, the videos. <laughs> everybody asks, like, "Oh my gosh, does it hurt?" Uh, so it's a lot to undo the damage. So the best thing you can do is protect yourself from the sun. Yeah, sunscreen all the time, right?
2: Absolutely, it's the, also the most cost cost effective way to have nice skin. Um, you know the procedures. They they work. They really enhance your skin. But if you can start at a young age protecting, you're not going to need those things down the road or fewer of them or less of them. And
0: yeah. You yeah okay, I, you, you know a lot of people will go to like a tanning salon before they go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Me, for example, I actually break out in hives if I don't have a base tan before I go somewhere closer to the equator. Mm-hmm. Um, could you wear sunscreen when you go into a tanning salon? Um.
2: I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't really ever give recommendations, that, but, I, but I know what you mean. If you have a reaction to the sun, I think that what I would recommend is um, maybe when you go away, try and be as diligent as possible. But if you were going to go into a sunbed, absolutely, I would cover yourself yeah. with a zinc based sunblock for sure.
1: Okay. But then yeah. it's almost counterintuitive, right? Like when I met Chrysalis, I tried to like weasel in, and be like, well, there must be a healthy way to get a tan. No, no tan is good.
2: Well, no, and I think that um, a lot of our patients are concerned about this, but you, you'll you still get a tan. If you wear sunscreen, the melanin is still going to come to the surface of your skin. You're still going to get that, but it will happen, you know, over the course of time. And if you're protecting against the UVA and UVB rays, you're, you're not going to get the damage that's associated with that. Um, so when you're trying to, you know, a lot of people like to get a burn and then it turns into a nice tan. And that's one of the most dangerous things you can you can do to your skin.
0: Um, what SPF or do you suggest that people use? Because we are going to be, you know, Ottawa, it's snowing today. It's going to be 30, 45 <laughs> with the humidity tomorrow. Everyone's going out. What SPF do we, what do you suggest? I like to use a 15, but. So um, we
2: recommend that our clients focus a little bit less on the, the number and more about the ingredients. So we recommend um, a minimum of 10% zinc and a zinc and titanium combination is even even better. Um, if somebody has had a lot of treatment for skin cancer, precancerous lesions, we would recommend that they go with a higher content of zinc, but it's a really good physical block from the sun um, as opposed to some of the, the chemical um, blocks that you see in the store, that the zinc and titanium minerals actually block your skin um, physically, so it it's offers more protection.
1: Hmm. This one you gave me, this was 35, 35 yeah. or 10% zinc.
2: Yeah, that's a great sunscreen. It's not white or sticky or greasy, but it does have enough zinc um in it. It's it's amazing. That's our And what sun. brand
0: is that? It's called Demorelle. Excuse say it out loud, Jesse. People can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I was waiting for cassie because they sell it, Dem- yes.
2: The Demorelle sunscreen. Yeah, so it's it's um Demorelle is a Canadian company, um and that um, SPF is, like Jesse said, it's 10% zinc, um, it's a 35, it's really reasonably priced too. I think that, um, well, that's a small size that you have, but the regular size is 49.50 for 120 mils. So it's super reasonable. You can put it on your face and your neck and your chest without you know worrying that you're um, covering too much with your expensive sunscreen. It's really a good product.
0: I like that when you say it's not greasy because that's like the one thing that everyone hates about sunscreen is how greasy it gets and it's just all over and yeah. How often do you reapply it?
2: If you're outside, like if you're outside for the day and it's sunny, I would say every three hours, but for me, a day like today, I will put it on in the morning and I'm in and out of the car all day. That's, that's enough. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not, but it, just to say that you will get The UV rays in the car, even if it is a cloudy day. So you do want to put it on once a day, but it's more when you're sweating, and you know that your sweat and natural oils will break down the the product um, faster.
0: Every three hours, I'm shocked,
1: Jesse. Did you think so, Jesse? I thought it was supposed to be every hour. Well, I think it depends on whether you're swimming, or you're at the beach, or you're sweating after a run. Like you know, a lot of variables. Who's running where? And I, it's worth investing in a good skin uh, blo- or sunblock because some of the cheaper ones leave that, like you said, greasy, but also like a white film on your skin. And it, you just look like shit all day. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you seen that um, split screen of the trucker that for like 20 years, he was a trucker and only got sun on this side of his face that was on the drive, yes. oh, yeah. And the other side is like perfect. Yes. And that really illustrates how damaging the sun is. It's worse than aging, I think.
2: Oh my gosh. It's, you know, sometimes I, when I see people, I I just know they're tanning. Like you can just tell by, you know, your skin is so dehydrated too. The sun is, it just like depletes you. It sucks the life out of you.
1: Yeah. So protect your skin so you don't end up like me with a skin cancer. Oh gosh. He's going to be so dramatic about this for so long now. (laughs) I'm a cancer patient. No, I'm not. I'm going to be fine. And it's going to be fine. That's all. So but that's it's why it's an
0: important lesson, I think, for everyone to know that mm-hmm. like it can even happen to people like Jesse, who looks at himself in a mirror more times than he, you know, breathes in a day.
1: But it's a good thing I do, otherwise I might right. lose my whole nose. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. let's let's talk about some of the fun stuff now. Um, you know, Botox is my favorite thing. Thanks to everyone who came to our Botox party right before the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at yes. least they all look good in, in quarantine. Jenna, how's yours holding up still? Oh, starting to loosen.
2: Unless that's the filter.
1: But, oh. Mine's okay. It's holding up.
0: Yeah, I was just so sad when everything got locked down and I was like, and my Botox finally kicked in and I was like, there's no one to appreciate it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, at least you're you're not making those lines for... The whole time that you're in quarantine so you're you're one step ahead you're kind of in prevention mode
0: exactly
1: (laughs) except for all the damage we're doing to our skin with the salt we're eating the sugar we're eating the the wine (laughs) um so yeah we do actually want some some what we can do at home tips for our skin but before we get on botox a couple quick questions one thing i'm always asked is botox permanent and it baffles me that people think it is
2: yeah, it's not. Um, it generally ideally lasts about four months, but for some patients, you know it could be as little as two to three months. It, it depends on um, your you know your metabolism and the strength of the muscles. But um, the more regularly you use it, the more permanent the effects can become permanent isn't probably the right word, but the longer lasting the effects are because you're you're slowly weakening those muscles, you're not creating those dynamic lines. Um, anymore. So we find our patients that keep it up regularly, end up in the long run needing to come back and use it less, or it wears off a little bit slower because you can't, you know, you can't see the effects of um, making those lines all the time anymore. Have you felt that way yet, Jesse?
0: I mean, you've
1: gone under the needle a few times now. Yes. (laughs) I'll tell you what, the only place I've really noticed that is my 11s. Each time yeah. it gets weaker and weaker and I can do this less. I'm starting to see it come back. But mm-hmm. um, men, unfortunately have stronger muscles in the, in our faces. So it takes a lot mm-hmm. more Botox and it wears off quicker. So ugh, mm-hmm. girl power. But I
2: would say you are a very regular Botox patient. Like you don't let <laughs> anything <laughs> creep in to, and And that's, at the beginning, if you if you really look at it as an investment and it's something that you you want to do for the long run, it, it is better to do that. It's better not to wait and think, oh, I just you know, I just did it. I'm going to let it go and see how long it can go before it bothers me. You should you should get in and do it um, when you start to see those lines forming, because then eventually, like you said, they'll become weaker and not as prominent.
1: And in this case, we want the muscles to weaken. It's a good thing. which <laughs> That took me a minute to get my head around, honestly, because so yeah, often you think yeah. you want your strong muscles.
2: Yeah.
1: weird, yeah. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you, a side note, chrysalis is very real. They'll tell you. They'll try to talk you down so you still look human. How many times, Cassie, do I have to say, I want to look plastic. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, they're like, OK. Yeah.
2: <sighs> I feel like Dr. Long gets you now. He
1: gets now. you now. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wear him down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, people, but it's good to be conservative because botox you can you can't overdo it and then you're like this for two months
2: yeah you're you're you are stuck with it that's that's one thing about it fillers um you know they're really easy to dissolve if you don't like it or if something's not working for you, it can be reversed, but with botox you you are stuck with it, so it's good to be conservative um sometimes if you overdo Botox, you can have things like droopy eyelids um and that can last until the Botox wears off. So if you're a first-time patient, you might come back twice to really get it right, but it's better to have to add more than to have to live with a droopy eye.
0: Right. I found what, what was interesting too is during our Botox party is that you explained that Botox is from, what was it, from the eyes up and mm-hmm. fillers are from the eyes down. Because I think people think you could just Botox your whole face and cure everything, just mm-hmm. move it on out. But that's not the case at all. No, not the
2: upper face, like the around the eyes, the crow's feet, um, in the frown and these lines across your forehead when you raise your eyebrows are the most the most common areas. Some people have it um like in the lips, just a, a very tiny bit uh in a line in the lip, or if somebody smiles and too much of their upper gum show, you can put a unit here and here to sort of drop the lip oh. a little to get rid of the gum smile.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yes. There's lots of uses for it. In the <laughs> armpits? Stop the sweating?
0: Yep. Yes. I, I have a question about that. In the armpits, they put it in for people to stop the sweating, but when you put it in your forehead, you still sweat from your forehead normally. Why is that? <laughs>
2: uh, I, good question. That'd be a good question for Dr. Lalonde. Um, <laughs> but I think that your armpits have a lot more sweat glands. so. Right you aren't completely eliminating the sweat when, when we do a hyperhidrosis treatment, we're just reducing it. So um, we aren't treating patients that just like don't want to sweat anymore. Like nobody wants to sweat in their armpits, but you know, if you're have uh, naturally normally functioning glands, you're not going to have excessive sweating. Somebody with hyperhidrosis is soaking through their shirts. They it's, it's impeding on their, their lifestyle. So having the treatment kind of cuts it back, but I wouldn't say it completely stops the the sweating altogether.
0: Well, I think you want to sweat a little bit too, because isn't that healthy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that bothers me about Botox is when people who I know for a fact suck a box of wine every single night will say to me, oh, you put that in your body, isn't it poison? <laughs> what are you drinking? You know, so it's processed in a very similar way, right? How is the body used to process the Botox?
2: Well, the Botox is um, a purified, so it it is a toxin, on a botulism, toxin A it's called, but it's a purified protein. So it's been processed and purified. And the dose that you use for facial treatment is, is so minimal, even compared to um, some therapeutic treatments like for muscle spasms and different palsies and things that can be treated with botox um, the dosing for the face is so little that i it's really not something i think anybody would need
0: to worry about um, it's well it's, it's been around for so product. long right we don't it's hear i i've never heard about a long time. it time yeah, yeah.
2: Um, i'm not sure if Allergan has um, they may have some material on their Um, Botox Cosmetic website that you can learn a little bit more about Botox if if safety was a concern for people or just if you want to know a little bit more about what's being um, injected. They have some good tools that I know they've done with us in terms of training and how to talk about this with people, but it might be available at BotoxCosmetic.ca.
1: Or better yet, book an appointment with Chrysalis Rejuvenation Clinic. Yes,
2: Dr. Alon can explain all of that, but you know, I don't think that we've ever had somebody have a reaction to Botox. I, I, I can't recall it.
1: Unless it was me saying, I need more. <laughs> yeah, <there's> the- <laughs> not enough. Um, Jenna, you find that your skin in quarantine is improving.
0: Well, I just find that it gets a chance to breathe. You're not putting as much makeup on. Yeah. You're not going out as much. There's less pollution in the air. I I'm in Vancouver right now, so I'm really about... 20, 30 feet away from the ocean. So I feel like the salt mm-hmm. air. I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's a j- good chance. And you have more time to work on at-home skincare.
2: Yes, exactly. I think that's the problem for a lot of people is the time. You know, sometimes we can, we have these great skincare packages and processes for people to really correct an issue at home, but it's it's time consuming. And you know, when, you, when you've worked all day or you're getting up early to go to work, it's it's a lot. So it's a good time to be doing those things right now.
0: Yeah, um, those nights of going to the bar and then coming home tipsy with your makeup on and falling asleep, those nights are yeah. over for now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we don't go to the bar, but from the living room with your makeup <laughs> on to the bedroom, I mean, <laughs> still happening <laughs> with me. I don't know. Kathy, you said you have packages to help different uh, skin issues. And I'm glad you brought that up because even before I got really into skincare, I was believing the Oil of Olay commercials where they say, you know, this will fix all of your issues or whether or not they say that. My point is everybody's different and you really need to find out what kind of skin you have to know what kind of nutrients are going to work for you. So for me, <laughs> vitamin C, oh my God, best thing I've ever discovered. Uh, will vitamin C be good for all skin types or is it specific to someone like me?
2: No, vitamin C is pretty much across the board good for everybody. And um, The only patients that we would recommend they stay away from it are patients that have rosacea. Um, if you have mild rosacea, the benefits of vitamin C might outweigh um, the little bit of aggravation that it can cause. But if somebody has severe rosacea or they're treating, um, they're doing treatments in the clinic for rosacea, we certainly don't want to aggravate it. So they'd be the only people that are out. Um, but everybody else, absolutely, because vitamin C is such a fantastic... Um, antioxidant for the skin it helps to depigment the skin as well um, it's good for protecting against all free radicals so that includes um, uv damage and the vitamin c that you have jesse it actually has some really mild um, lightening agents in it and okay. they're more naturally derived so it's arbutin and resorcinol um so no so this pars- is
1: because people can't see this is vivier's radiant serum and this is the yep. this is the single product that i have found has helped my skin the most it's expensive but it's worth it
2: it it is and i think that your skin it's really brightened up um hyperpigmentation and it just overall it gives your skin a glow
0: like it's amazing
1: yep. look you can't see a pore
0: his lights his makeup has nothing to do with it Thanks, Zoom. um but it's interesting you say that the only people that you would not suggest not using vitamin c products are people with rosacea my Mm -hmm. dad has rosacea i've always thought i had it but i've never had a breakout or anything like that however i've used products that have vitamin c in it that have orange and they just literally feels like my face is on fire when mm-hmm. I use those products. So that's why when you said that, I was like, maybe I do have a very mild, mild rosacea and yeah. it just ha- hasn't manifested. <laughs> I don't
2: know. Yeah. You may have it mildly. And I think that, um, sometimes when you use a new product, if it's, if it's vitamin C or, you know, a vitamin A product like retinol, sometimes at first it can, you can feel a bit of a burn. Um, I would usually recommend, unless you visibly see rosacea and it's a concern for you, try sticking it out for a week or two to see if that goes away and your skin becomes used to it. But if you find that it's aggravating, um, you're getting any redness that's not resolving within a few days, then you should you should probably discontinue it. But if it if it runs in the family, yeah, maybe you you may have it mildly. Worried.
0: Have you seen these LED lights? Uh, LED light face masks for rosacea Mm -hmm. do those actually work um to be honest i don't know
2: um i know that red light therapy can be useful in rosacea i'm not sure about the face masks i i don't i don't know go get it like yeah uh, i'm gonna go get it
1: the thing with the red light i've heard cassie is they do work but there's a lot of fakers out there so if you're ordering at home it could just be christmas lights
0: Right. It has like six different colors and... I've seen that. And I don't know. My my dad had it for his rosacea. So I decided to use it when I came home (laughs) to stay with them. And I had this like blood vessels, like a little dot on my nose that Mm -hmm. my doctor said was just blood vessels that pop. But it's actually helped reduce the sight of it. That's why I was like, do these things actually work? I don't know.
2: I can't speak to it. Um, I know that they're... Like the red light is indicated for a lot of different, um, like healing. Um, you know, if somebody has a laser treatment, uh, we don't have it here, but I think some clinics will use a red light therapy afterwards, um, to help increase the, or decrease the healing time. You guys do have the blue.
1: You have the blue light.
2: Light, which is for acne. But for rosacea, we use, um, something called a pulse dye laser. Jesse, you've had this before, Um, and it's a a laser that it fires out a little spray of cryogen first so it cools the skin it's not really uncomfortable there's no downtime with it Um, but it basically cauterizes those little blood vessels that are close to the surface so if somebody has rosacea or even if they have um, broken capillaries or a surgical scar so anything red this will really really knock the redness out of the skin and we find that half the time with someone comes in with a scar or let's say they come in and they're not happy with their skin and it's just rosacea and that clears up. It's like night and day getting rid of the red.
0: It's huge. Is is that a one-time thing or do you have to do that a few times?
2: Uh, No, it's something that you'd have to do. If somebody had severe rosacea, we would say three or four treatments at three week intervals, but then they could come every six to eight months for just one treatment for maintenance. It it doesn't really go away permanently, but you can keep it at bay with the treatments.
1: Hmm. What now Was that what I had to, cause you know my big concern is sun damage, once again, mm-hmm. on my forehead. Uh, we used a laser for that. Was that the laser you're talking about? Yeah.
2: We used the, the V-beam, um, which is the pulse dye laser on your forehead and then we also did the clear and brilliant, which is for browns. So we treated the reds and we treated the browns in the same day with two different lasers.
1: Isn't it exciting? I get like a rush of excitement. I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> it, like I find it so exciting.
2: It makes a difference, yeah.
1: But the clinic is closed right now, so we're all scrambling to figure out what we can do at home. One thing I've heard my entire life is water, 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 drink water. Whether you're fat, you have bad skin, whatever you want, drink water. I know water is good for you, but how important is it for skin health?
2: It's extremely important because it, um, I mean, your skin needs the water. It looks dehydrated. Do you ever find your skin, do you ever wake up and just, you're like, I'm having a bad skin day? and there's nothing on your skin, but it's, it just looks like dehydrated. And it's
1: usually directly related to how many bottles of wine we had the night before. True.
2: And also if you have had, um, treatments, um, hyaluronic acid filler or, um, you know, microneedling with hyaluronic acid and you're pushing that into your skin, hyaluronic acid, um, has the ability to hold, I think a thousand times its weight in water. So you're actually if you have fillers and things like that the more water you drink the better your your skin is going to look
1: is that why so many of those girls lips just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger because they're drinking (laughs) too much water and it's all going to their lips
2: that's probably it
1: (laughs) jenna i want jenna to do the lips
2: oh yeah jenna let me see your lips
0: it's my upper lip i have little lips
2: oh yeah but they're nice but yeah. just a, maybe just a little bit. Yeah, it would be Ex- nice.
0: Exactly. And I think that's a lot of the things that people don't think. You know, you tell someone, I want like a little plump in my lips. People are like, whoa, don't do it. You're not going to look the same. I'm like, but it's all about what you want. It's like when you go in, you can ask for what you want.
2: <laughs> you can. And I think that, um, you know, you, you're going to look exactly like yourself. I, I don't find, Dr. Roland is not a big lip guy. He does not like to have clients walking out of here with those big weird lips that look like they're gonna pop. Um, so, you know, he generally will start with some, um, you know, see how you like it, let the swelling go down. If you wanna come back in within the month, um, he will keep your, your syringe here and you can you can use the rest. Um, but it's good to kind of live with it for a little bit and then decide if you, if you want more. Less
0: is more with the lips. Because I hear that once you do it once, you want to go big. It's like boobs, boob jobs. Tattoos. One, and then you're like, hmm, yes, tattoos. Like, no one ever just gets
1: one tattoo. Well, the lips are one thing, but the reason I'm so passionate about all this stuff is because it is about skin care and health as much as it is about vanity. And that's another thing that I find a lot of people just dismiss skin clinics and skin care like Botox or filler, or whatever, because they think, oh, it's, you know, it's plastic surgery, it's vanity. But a lot of it is preventing skin cancer. If you take care of your skin, you get rid of those brown and red spots, they won't mm-hmm. turn into lesions mm-hmm. or, or fricking tumors. Well, <laughs> I'm dramatic, I know.
2: <laughs> yeah, prevention is, and I find prevention's important too. Okay, so if you are vain, and that is the reason you're here, and you're not at all concerned about skin cancer, because I find we do have a lot of the younger crowd, it's just not their concern right now, but you still can't achieve the same results. If you go all your life tanning, smoking cigarettes, drinking a box of wine a night, and you come in for these treatments, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, no, it, it's not going to be the same if you when you're when you're 55 years old as if you prevented. Um, if you don't wear sunscreen, you can't. Even if you do all these treatments, it's not going to be the same result.
0: Alcohol is really bad for the skin, isn't it? I know. You it's don't so- have to lie.
2: <laughs> Alcohol, yeah. I think any. Um, personally, I like to pick my toxins that serve me well so like if there's a toxin that i'm going to put in my body it has to either give me a buzz or get rid of the wrinkles food i'm like no that's not worth it to me a little like taste in my mouth it's not worth it but you know catching a buzz or getting rid of my wrinkles those are like priority toxins so but alcohol yeah in excess Probably
0: not good for the skin. No, I just well, I you visibly notice the difference in your skin when you don't drink for a few days yes. or a week or a month. Actually, people, your friends that end up quitting drinking for a month, when you say like, "Oh, how do you feel?" The first thing they usually say is, "Oh my god, I feel great. My skin, my skin mm-hmm. looks awesome. You see a glow."
2: Yeah, yeah. If you let yourself get to that point, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: it's. Out. Oh, we're
1: at that point. Quarantine. Everyone's <laughs> at that point. It's kind of like the gym, right? Is what's that saying? You can eat your way out of any workout. So it's kind of similar, you know? Yeah. It all goes together. But since we are all at home, is there something Cassie that everybody can do or eat? Like is there a superfood that no one knows about? Like apples will give you magical skin or anything like that you can tell people? Um
2: personally I, I find if if you have a juicer, just throwing vegetables in there like like celery and carrots and it kind of at the first few days you're like oh and then afterwards you sort of start craving it and I think that just living food as much as possible
1: yeah you know if
2: you go and stay like when I go and stay at my mom sometimes she's making all these things and I'm like there's not a lot of living food in here so yeah eat clean I don't think there's anything like that you guys don't know about that I do
0: one thing I've seen a lot of are those little rolling it's like a mar- marble or a roll and you people roll their face those in the
2: they're like a jade roller or like a yeah. yeah I think I'm not sure to be honest I've never tried it um I always thought it was sort of like a juju thing like the energy <laughs> right. of the donor you know I don't know but I shouldn't knock it unless I try it well
1: it might help depuff but a little but yeah yeah
0: I think that's what it's for is depuffing
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, I should get one because you probably you're not going to be the f- the only person that asks about it. So I want to try yeah. it
0: and, and see and check back with us and tell us if it worked. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't have a lot of puffing under the eyes. I have the opposite problem, like the sinking problem. So
1: we all got something, and Chrysalis yeah. can fix it all. Hey, maybe we'll yeah. have another Botox party when this is all done because we'll need to. Yeah, offer.
0: that'd be great. Just said social distancing You can only take one at a
1: time. Oh, did you hear, Cassie? Some skin clinics I've heard are doing house calls with Botox, with PPE. I, you said that. Yes, and they'll charge $50 and go in with a mask.
2: Yeah, so I don't, I don't know.
1: I... Well, no, I mean, I'm not saying you should do it because Jenna made a good point.
0: Well, it just, to me, it's just, you're not social distancing and other people need PPE, not these like wealthy, wealthy women who just want their Botox. That's like very- y'all can wait, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we're all waiting, right? Like yes, everybody, we have a, we have a list by the way, um, a waiting list for Botox and filler. So if anybody wants to have an appointment in the near future, because we will have to space them out soon. Yeah. You will put you on the list. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, um we get them on a list so that they can get in as soon as they need to.
1: Okay, great. So we are almost out of time, but thank you for talking to us, Cassie. Before we go, this is exciting because even though you can't get Botox and all the fancy stuff right now, you can still pick up product and uh, you guys can suggest what people should get. So for our listeners, (laughs) you have a special offer.
2: Yes, so it was a special offer that um we had on only for the weekend for Mother's Day. Um so you can get 25% off of any energy-based device, cool sculpting, um clear and brilliant, um m- microneedling, microneedling with radio frequency, any of our devices um 25% off and that'll be running for only your listeners until Friday. The what day is Friday?
1: I don't know. We don't know the days of the week anymore. I don't
2: know. Uh, the fifteenth of May.
1: Okay. And so, since they can't come in for that treatment, they'll they purchase it now to get that discount, and then they can book their appointment when you guys are open.
2: Exactly. We're we're hoping that we will be open by the end of May. We're not one hundred percent sure, but we are fully prepared to be whenever we get the go ahead. Um So. Yes. Patients can have those treatments as soon as we are up and running and we will be making sure we are as available as possible for everyone.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, it looks like Dr. Lalonde's going to be working some late nights. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> What'd you say? He'll be thrilled. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'll be thrilled. Jenna will be thrilled. <laughs> Jenna had her Botox for the first time at our party and it wasn't so bad. No, it wasn't bad I at all. Great. I loved
0: it. I really loved it. And you know what? It sounds silly, but it does give you a little bit more confidence. Yeah.
1: You look good. You feel good. Crystal's Rejuvenation Clinic. Thank you so much, Cassie. You're the best. I'll see you soon, I'm sure.
2: Thank you.
1: Bye. Bye.